0: going to be covering minute number 76 which goes from 1 hour 15 to 1 hour 15 59 on the clock uh, and this minute starts with uh, Mark selling the house in California saying it's got a pool um, there's a bit of a discussion about you know what the problem is with Sean and obviously Eduardo is like he brings nothing to the table and I cannot disagree with that statement um, you know he brings some flashy kind of entrances but he nothing more than that Uh, There's a nice exclamation of, it was the Winklevosses in this minute. Um, And in the background, we still continue with Dustin Boscovitz counting up uh, to 150,000 members. Um, They get to 150,000 and four during this minute. Um, And then uh, we finish the minute (laughs) with Eduardo exclaiming, Don't fish eat other fish, the marlin and the trout? uh we'll we'll get the reaction from dustin Moskovitz in the next minute um and joining me to talk about this today is joff hello joff
1: hi thanks for having me
0: uh yeah so uh i mean let's finish with probably my fa- one of the favorite lines of the film which is don't fish eat other fish um and i like how like obviously we've had discussion about sean and the meeting they've just had kind of in the previous I don't know, seven or eight minutes kind of that that kind of timeline um so uh, it, it's nice here that we get this kind of like. Obviously, we've had the discussion about feeding chicken to chicken, <laughs> um, and so so, the, so obviously. A Wado here he leans on the idea that don't fish eat other fish, which is true. There are large fish that you know, you know. If you think, well, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if a whale is a fish, isn't a whale a mammal? Whale is so a mammal. I don't know if that would, yeah. So like a whale eating like you know schools of krill or whatever, like in gigantic mouthfuls, just kind of um, so they can stay alive because obviously they need a lot of calories every every minute basically. But... Um, so you know. I mean, I, don't, I, I personally don't know of like fish that eat other fish, but I don't think that there aren't fish that don't eat other fish. Like, I think that is, you know, there are, you know, um, I guess you could call them pescatarian fishes. Uh, you know, if that's what their diet is consisting of is mostly fish um, and I guess vegetables um, in in the form of, uh, I don't know, algae or whatever. So but the idea that fish are just like just eat algae, I don't think is correct. And so I think, you know, with this exclamation, Wado is, is correct.
1: He, he is, he's factually correct. Uh, I've done a little bit of fishing myself and I've done fishing for catfish where, I, you know, me and my friend will catch a couple of little sunnies, you know, keep them in a bucket of water and then use them as bait to catch the catfish. So that's, that's definitely a bigger fish eating a smaller fish. This is all catch and release just for the record, but I think even though it's factually true, he's, well, first he's just getting exasperated, and it's really funny to hear how annoyed he is. <laughs> but then it's ironic because he, in circling back to a point that was made in that meeting with Sean Parker, it, it, you can kind of see that he's been. A little bit won over by some of Sean Parker's arguments, even though, as you said, he thinks that he doesn't bring anything to the table. So I think it's it's really well acted because it shows when you just become so frustrated that you you start to make a point that is opposite to what you've previously held just because you're just so tired of people giving you a hard time because you supposedly tortured <laughs> this chicken.
0: Yeah. And the thing is as well, it's not like, it's not like Mark has taken it easy. Like this, this has been like three or four minutes now of sustained Kind of like him going on about the chicken, and the thing is, in a minute later on this week, he'll he'll bring it up one more time. <laughs> it's like he does it in a joking way, in the kind of friendly way, but he he like he's harped on this just a little bit. Um, and as I said in the previous minutes, this wasn't even true. There was no story about him feeding chickens to you know chicken to chickens. Um, there there was like a whole thing about um, you know. Uh, frat uh certain frats having hazing things that required them keeping live animals and how that might be animal cruelty so that was a thing that was in the crimson but there was no article that named eduardo savarin in the crimson that said he tortured chickens <laughs> in any way or fed chickens like so th- th- that's not cr- that's not true um but i I, I just like how yeah it just gets to the point where eduardo just has to blurt out don't fish eat other fish the marlins in the trout and we do get like the reaction from Dustin Moskovitz in this minute, but we don't get his response. We just get him kind of in the background, just going "What?" (laughs) like, because he doesn't understand what Marlins and trout have got to do with anything because obviously he wasn't at the meeting. So he doesn't understand the context of why Eduardo is bringing those particular two fish up. Um, But yeah, like you say, catfish are gigantic. Um, You know, they aren't they? Like you can get really, really like any pictures I've seen of catfish. They've always been like huge. So it makes sense that you could use a smaller fish to bait that Mm -hmm. bigger fish. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I like as well how like the final line that that pushes him over the edge is Mark saying, you know, I can read about you torturing birds, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like this whole kind of like, you know, don't believe everything you read, but obviously, you know, that is coming off the fact that, you know, obviously Wado has an issue with, um, with Sean Parker, you know, he, he basically says, you know, that he, he has, he has no, he brings nothing to the table. You know, like he's he like he doesn't do anything, um. You know, and, and 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 like that kind of problem of like, well, you know, what's what's he got? You know, and he's like, well, you know, he doesn't have any money, which he's admitted himself, he's broke um in, a, in an earlier scene obviously we you know they, they didn't see that but we've seen it as a viewer um he says dustin's a better programmer which is you know I, I think he's trying just trying to get dustin on his side <laughs> um and then obviously when mark says he's got connections to vcs he's like i you know we don't need vcs we need advertisers i've got connections to vcs and so all kind of all of that is kind of trying to you know they're trying to figure out exactly what sean brings to the table and you know i've said this in other minutes um, he he literally brought nothing, you know. He he had, you know, basically no money, and he did have connections, but obviously, you know, it's 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 kind of true what's what's being said, which is, uh, and he even said, you know, he even said this at the meeting with, um, you know, with, before Sean Parker got there, he crashed out, you know, of two high-profile tech companies. You know, obviously companies he founded, but at the same time, you know, they, they people found something and kind of kicked him out. Uh, the whole thing, obviously, about, you know, wasn't it weird that, you know, he was going on about, you know, people kind of, you know, private detectives and all that. Like he brings that up. And obviously that is to set up, you know, the, when he says, especially, you know, the drugs, the girls we will see in a scene, you know, in about 10 minutes time that there are drugs yes. and girls you know, around Sean Parker. So like, this is nice because the script is obviously, it's giving us basically a kind of an assessment of what, what went on at this meeting. Um, You know, a kind of a small recap basically. And Eduardo's fears that, you know, obviously like him being followed around by, by private detectives. Like that's, that's what his issue is with Sean at this particular moment, obviously later on in the film, his issue with Sean becomes completely different. Um, But at the moment he's not, he's not sure what Sean can do for them. And also you know, he's, he's been through some kind of high-profile breakups with certain companies, and then also it's setting up what will eventually be Sean Parker's downfall in this film. Um, so it's kind of nice that, like, it works for the characters because... You know, obviously Eduardo doesn't doesn't like Sean Parker, and he made that clear throughout the entire of the meeting. And he's made it clear, you know, when we flashed forward to the you know to the lawsuits where he's talked about it being a Shaunathon, and you know the whole a billion dollars, and like he's he's kind of he's basically made it clear that he doesn't like Sean Parker. But at this point in the past, the reason he doesn't like him is because Sean Parker seems a bit flaky. And I can kind of understand that because we've already, you know, we had our own private introduction to Sean Parker where he was sleeping in a co-ed's bed and talking about how he was broke and, you know, that his, his latest preneur was the thing that got him sued. So I I think it's, it's kind of interesting that obviously Eduardo doesn't know about the fact that, you know, um, Sean Parker does like to spend his times at co-ed parties but it, it is it is obviously a concern um and then obviously, you know mark deflects it all by going back to the torturing birds which is which is, is kind of like the, the the funny part of this minute um but I think Eduardo's concerns are, are correct you know it, it, just the, the fact that he doesn't know what Sean's going to bring to the to the table and also knowing that this company is not making money like they're not paying people anything to do what they're doing Dustin Moskovitz isn't being paid for the program he's doing at this very moment you know they're they've all got shares basically and that's and so he I, I think Eduardo is seeing like the you know down kind of in the medium term the, you know Sean Parker might come on board and give us advice for free which is effectively what that meeting was in in New York um at the restaurant but in the medium term, he's going to want something. And if what he wants is shares, what's he going to do for those shares? <laughs> and I, I think Eduardo's maybe seeing that, but he's not at this point, he's not vocalizing it, but he's kind of talking around it a little bit like he he knows Sean Parker is going to want something. And he's wondering what Sean Parker is going to do to get that. Um, so I think it's a nice little bit of kind of character work, you know, for, for both of them, because it also shows and I said this, you know, in the early in the minutes for earlier in this particular scene, it shows the fact that, you know, Mark is being playful. It's very rare that, you know, this week we'll also see Mark Zuckerberg, you know, in a pair of shorts by a pool. Um, It's rare to see Mark Zuckerberg doing anything but sitting behind computers. So it's nice to get a bit of kind of playful interaction between the two characters. And of course, the actors are wonderful in this scene as well.
1: I agree that Eduardo's concerns are justified. And I like the way he described how Sean Parker was... Winning over Mark in that meeting, he describes it as the Sean Parker Variety Hour, and he does a really great <laughs> yeah. little bit of physical performance where he does a little bit of like popping and locking to <laughs> yeah. put across that his read seems to be that Sean Parker is is like a music man character and he he's all surface level and he's all flash and he as sort of a neutral third party can see how mark is getting caught up in his spell and and he's trying to be the voice of reason but mark is just too enamored to want to listen to any of
0: that um uh, yeah I do like the little kind I do like the little kind of um the, the kind of move that he does as he says <laughs> Sean Parker variety hour because it's I, again it's like it's it's like when he was at the uh, the Caribbean night and as Mark came in he kind of does a little shimmy as he walks towards Mark um so it's just another little thing that like Eduardo I don't know in this universe for some reason is like a, a, a big on doing little dance moves when he kind of wants to emphasize <laughs> the point so um but you know I like I like that as a character trait Um, And then like this film very rarely bothers to drop any um, like cultural references like it's it's rare that anybody makes any cultural references. So we do get a little thing where, you know, Mark talks about how they've got to go to California. And then, of course, Eduardo says you're Jed Clampett. And then, of course, this is where Mark's like, uh, I didn't know you got the Beverly Hillbillies in Brazil. And he's like, yeah, of course we got it in Brazil. It was genius. <laughs> <laughs> I love this this weird kind of like little assessment of the Beverly Beverly Hillbillies in the middle of this minute out of nowhere. Like, um, but I, I also like as well how this is something that obviously Mark has done with other people where uh, when he was, he was on his date with, um, with Erica at the start, he kept saying, you know, you don't need to study because you go to BU. And here he's doing this whole thing of like, look, once Eduardo makes the reference, he's like, I didn't know you got the Beverly Hillbillies in Brazil, suggesting that somehow Brazil is, beh- is so far behind the times, it wouldn't have got a TV show that basically finished like 30 years before this film is set. And and so it's, it's almost like he's implying that Brazil is 30 years behind the US in terms of culture. And it's just a weird little slight that Mark does. Like, there's always a kind, like, a weird little element of classism with Mark. And I don't, I don't know that this is like a conscious thing, but I just think it's a funny little bit of interplay that they've put into this minute. But it also kind of suggests that Mark is basically saying to Eduardo, "I didn't realize you got a TV show that finished in the US, like in the early '60s." Like, it, it, and you know, which if, if 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 Eduardo wasn't so focused on you know other things i'm sure he'd be insulted by that like as it you know i'm sure if i was at eduardo i'd be like are you trying to say that brazil wouldn't get old tv from like it's it's such a weird kind of insult for him to throw in there uh, but of course mark does what he always does in conversations which is as soon as somebody catches up to him he changes the subject and that's when he's like, what's your problem with Sean? So as soon as he, you know, he insults Eduardo and before Eduardo can, you know, well, Eduardo gives his review of the Beverly Hillbilly saying it was genius. As soon as he does that, Mark immediately goes on to, you know, what's your problem with Sean? And then once Eduardo says, you know, I've got connections to VCs, he's like, well, you know, I've read about you torturing animals. So every time someone tries to catch up to Mark in a conversation, he always kind of diverts them in a different direction. So um, it's kind of interesting that he just insults Brazil out of nowhere and and also that we get a review of the Beverly Hillbillies which by the way I don't think I would ever call that shit (laughs) it was (laughs) mildly amusing would be my I would say six out of ten most of the time for some of the Beverly Beverly Hillbillies episodes like you know it's, it's such a I mean you know like I say they very rarely bother to put cultural references in and whenever they do they're always reasonably dated so that this film feels a bit more timeless even though it has a specific timeline um, so I, I don't know. I just thought that it was it's a weird thing to kind of throw out there, like the Beverly <laughs> Hill Billy's genius. It's
1: of all the cultural references to be in this movie, that's not the one that I would expect them to shoehorn in. And I, I find it interesting that your read on it being a slight from Mark, I didn't quite see it that way. Although there's some similar ground to the way that I looked at it. I think Mark just has this myopic worldview where he just can't imagine other people having the same experiences that he's had, and he sees himself as on such a high pedestal that he is completely condescending to anyone from like anyone from BU, like you said, and all of that. But for there's other reasons why I could imagine them not having Beverly Hillbillies in Brazil just because it, the reference points might not interesting enough to someone from Brazil because it, if you don't have kind of a sense of like what Beverly Hills is like and maybe you know what a hillbilly is so it, it it might not just be oh they haven't like caught up to 30 year old tv just basically it might not be funny in brazil
0: and it might not read the same way although eduardo thinks it's genius so you know we get that that kind of one word review right. uh i mean someone should someone should kind of pin eduardo saffron down in real life, real life and ask him his opinion on the beverly Hillbillys. Um, I'm yeah. gonna
1: tweet uh, at him after yeah. <laughs> after we're recording. Yeah, what what did you think you of the movie? Genius, uh, and of course, say more about that.
0: <laughs> During this minute, we get the, the they cross over into 150,000 members. Uh, Mark says, "You know, 150,000s Wado." It's it's always noticeable that when Mark wants to shut down an argument with Eduardo, he calls him Wado. Hmm. Um, like that little nickname always kind of shuts things down. Um, And then, of course, course Eduardo, he's kind of stopped in his tracks there and he has to he has to say, you know, congratulations. dude. (laughs) And he's like, congratulations. They're congratulating each each other for reaching this milestone while Dustin Moscovitz is the only one doing any work in the room. Um, You know, which feels very much like what CEOs do these days. Oh, absolutely. uh, Is congratulate themselves for everybody else's work. And
1: it's wild to imagine them being excited about reaching a milestone of 150,000 members i mean just looking at where facebook is today where basically every infant at birth is assigned a facebook page
0: um but yes i I like as well how within the film you always get little markers so um when they were going to see the ad execs you know uh, kind of i don't know 20 minutes ago now um when aaron sorkin made his cameo um, they were at 75,000 members and that's basically doubled within the space of like mm. a month. Um, so it's kind of nice to know how quickly um, you know, the, 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 they're gaining members. Um, and obviously that will be something that, you know, becomes a factor once they meet Sean Parker um, and you know, the big set piece of the, the film in terms of Eduardo and, uh, mark comes around the million members, right. so you know to show you kind of how early on we are. Um, so one hundred fifty thousand is still kind of remarkable, you know, for a website that effectively is still being run out of their dorm. Um, and you know, obviously, in the in the flash forwards, in the in the you know the meetings with the lawyers, you know, we'll we'll talk a bit more tomorrow about like the decision to take it to California, um, and obviously you know, kind of get into exactly what Mark is going to do, um, you know, to, to go to California. Um, is there anything else that we need to cover in this minute, do you think?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Okay, well, uh, then let us go to the Monday question, uh, which is, did you see The Social Network at the cinema?
1: I did not see it at the cinema. I would have seen this on Netflix, which at that time
0: would have been Netflix DVDs by mail. <laughs> Um, that is a facility that still exists, by the way. If you if you want, you can still get Netflix to send you DVDs in the post. That isn't a service that they stopped. Um, you know, it's just obviously I think the streaming thing is a lot easier for a lot of people these days. But I, I don't know. There's maybe some rural areas in America that probably don't have fast enough internet mm, for that. Yeah, so true. you know, you you could. There's still a market for it. Um, okay, well uh, let's go to plugs then. Is there anything that you wish to plug? Sure.
1: Thanks. So I am in pre-production for a movies by minute podcast like this. Uh, It's called Joe Versus a Minute, and we are covering the nineteen ninety Tom Hanks Meg Ryan fairy tale, Joe Versus the Volcano. And my co-host is Tierney Steele, who listeners may be familiar from some of her other Movies by Minute podcasts. She did the Never Ending Minute and the Return to Oz Minute. And she's currently doing MASH Minute, which is not about the TV show or else she would be doing it over the course of several lifetimes. It's about the... Robert Altman film I
0: was gonna say uh, I managed to get through 500 Prince tracks in two years so if somebody wanted to do mash episode by episode I'm sure they could get through (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) um, yes it would have to be someone as prolific as you Um, and if folks want to follow us on social media see how we're gearing up for the show we're on Twitter and Instagram at joe versus minute.
0: And you can find us on MySpace at myspace.com slash the social minute or on Twitter at social underscore minute or on Facebook at the social minute podcast. Thanks once more for being my guest here today, Geoff. Thanks again. And I'll see you tomorrow.
1: Looking forward to more social uh, tomorrow.